All right, Jason King and Ashley Hodge here with the Second 365 Podcast, part of the Field of 68 Network, and we're joined today by Baylor point guard Davion Mitchell. A lot of excitement right now. This is a NCAA tournament week. Baylor preparing to play Hartford on Friday, and then hopefully advancing to a, another game in the round of 32 on Sunday. Davion joining us from Indianapolis. Tell us what the mood is like up there, Davion. I mean, is it tension? Is it excitement? Is it boring? I mean, just kind of being quarantined or or in a bubble. What's what's it like right now in Indy? Um, for sure, it's not really boring. I mean, especially it's kind of different. I mean, it's kind of remind you of like a AAU trip. You see all mm-hmm. different teams uh, in the same hotel, walking around. I mean. This is different. I mean, it's definitely a different feeling. I mean, you're seeing different teams, like I said, yeah. Have you run into any friends from other teams, guys that you might have, you know, known from high school or coaches or? Uh, 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 not yet. I mean, you, um, UNC Greensboro, I got a friend on there, Isaiah Miller. I ain't see him. Mm-hmm. I seen his team, but I ain't see him there, so I didn't know where he was. But I right. seen his team. We seen San Diego State. Um yeah, we've seen Michigan, so we've seen a lot of teams. What about Coach Drew? Is he running any of his former assistants or brother? Uh, or? I don't think so. I don't think he has yet. Um, yeah, we've just been in our in our meeting room and then our room. Yeah. So I think um, after we get done quarantine, he he gonna meet up with all them. <laughs> yeah, take us through like once. Um, your your run in Kansas City ended. Y'all stayed stayed there for a few days. Can you just kind of tell us what the what those next two or three days were like before you you got to Indy in terms of practicing and stuff like that? Um, there were really hard practices. Um, we tried to focus more on the defensive end because um, our defense is slack through through this um, this whole season. So we took pride in that. Um, we had really good practices, though. I think practices that definitely will help us in the NCAA tournament. Um, we competed at a high level the whole practice. Um, the coaches stayed on us. Um, at the end of the practice, we were gassed, so we knew it was a good one. Right. Debbie, I want to follow up with that. I, I know you've probably heard these stats before, but I think you guys were top five defensive efficiency and top five in offensive efficiency coming off of that Texas win. Then you had the COVID issues. And offensively, you've still been in that same ballpark, you know, top five. But but the defense since the COVID issues is like 190th, um, you know, in efficiency after after that pause. You know, what what needs to be fixed? I mean, what are you seeing? I mean, I know you're the defensive player of the year in the uh, Big 12 and, and obviously, you know, probably the top defensive player in the nation. You and Mark are, you know, got so many accolades for that. But what needs to be fixed uh, to make our defense elite like it was last year and most of this year? I think from from the first part, we have to start helping even more, like helping each other out. I mean, at the beginning – um, before Texas and after Texas, we were like helping each other out, um, covering for each other, um, talking, a lot of those things. Um, just being active on the defensive end and love playing defense. But now it's like we're not really helping each other out. There's a lot of buckets where there's just one-on-one. I mean, it's kind of hard to stop guys one-on-one, especially these guys are really good players. I mean, we're playing in a really good league. So one-on-one is like, I won't say easy, but it's, it's pretty easy for guys It's like, guys like Kay, that's really good. So I think we got to just start helping each other out and, and being in gaps and just love playing defense and just being active. It's myself included, off the ball, I got to be more active. I mean, I'm just not the only person that's playing really, I mean, playing, 
really good defense. There's guys that's on the ball are really good, but off the ball, we just got to help help each other out. Do you, do you think that we can attribute a lot of the defensive lapses to COVID, or do you think it's a combination of effort, focus, COVID? I mean, what, what what's your perspective? Uh, I wouldn't blame it on COVID. I mean, just because everyone had to deal with it. I mean, there's we knew we would have to deal with it eventually. I mean, but it's probably a combination of just wanting to. Um, probably people are tired. I mean, it's a really long season, um, especially playing that many games and that many days. I mean, we knew, like, we're going to be tired. And then we only had, like, one practice to actually play defense for real, like, to have a really hard practice. So, I mean, it's a combination of all those things. I mean, but that's not an excuse. I mean, defense is just effort. I mean, we just got to want to, just got to want it more than anyone. Right. And plus, too, don't you think the fact that you played some of these teams multiple times, not just this year, but over the years, where they might know your tendencies more? And yeah, for that, be- for sure. I think uh, Oklahoma State, I mean, we beat them twice, and it's definitely hard to beat a team three times. Um, they, got, and they put us in positions where we couldn't really help, they put us in positions where they made it a lot of easy shots. So, I mean, those guys are really good. It's a really good team. It's a really good coach, man. He let yeah, those yeah. guys play. Um, they play with a lot of freedom. They get out in transition. They rebound the ball. Yeah. They're a really good team. So Yeah, no, no shame in losing to that team. I mean, that's a, a talented group who plays hard. And and like I said, it's, like you said, it's hard to beat a three a team three times. And you guys were, were winning for most of the game. So, um, I thought I thought you did a lot of a great things. Uh Coach Drew said that practices this week were going to be, quote, full throttle, like, you know, and you guys weren't going to hold back, and you alluded to it a minute ago. If I was a fly on the wall at that practice, those last couple of practices, what would I have seen? I mean, was there a lot of bickering or trash talking, or what was it like? For sure. Uh, I tried to bring the energy up by trash talking the whole practice. I mean, I just try to just – it wasn't just me. Um, Guys like Mark, I mean, he tried to bring the energy up, Jared. Maceo, Matt, all those guys, just, we just competed at a high level. I mean, I really loved those practices, and we needed them. Um, we yeah. kind of got back to practices like the summertime where they're just hard the whole time. Um, you're competing the whole time. You're not really doing anything that you just lay back. Um, you're running the whole time. So I think that's that helped me really, like, really a lot, and I think it helped our team. Yeah. You know, uh, one last thing about that Oklahoma State game. I feel like, you know, that, that that game for you defensively, especially most of it, I, I felt like that was one of the best games I've seen you play. And maybe you could pick things apart and find things that you did wrong. But, man, I just felt like you were all over the place. And I just thought, like, if anyone questioned whether you deserved that award or not, I mean, all you got to do is roll that film. But winning that award, was that a big deal to you? I mean, I know you try not to get caught up in individual stuff, but that, did that mean something to you, especially after you got slighted a few times and for other uh, honors? Uh, it did definitely mean a lot. I mean, especially because um, I love playing defense and getting recognized for being defensive player of the year is like a, a thing that I really enjoyed. I mean, but I feel like I wouldn't have got it if, we, if our team wasn't winning. So yeah. just, um, shout out to my team, man, and shout out to the coaches for – just let me be myself on defensive end. I mean, let yeah. me guard anywhere. I mean, guard the best player usually and just guard, just be be that guy to in the front just just to get stops, man, and be that guy in the front that just um just play hard on each mm-hmm. end of the floor. And you know, so much has been made about your improved three-point shooting and, and rightfully so, but I've really noticed the past, you know, five or six games, you seem to be in attack mode 
more than ever in, in terms of just beating your guy off the dribble and, and scoring in the paint. Is that something you've put more of an emphasis on or are you just kind of take um, it? I just kind of try to take the def- what the defense give me. I mean, I just try to – honestly, if I get in the paint more, I, mean, I get my teammates more open shots. But if I'm shooting a wide open lay, I'm going to take that. But, I mean, I just try to keep the defense off balance. They don't know if I'm going to shoot it or, or drive it. So, mm-hmm. I'm just, yeah, i just been, I wouldn't say I'm focusing more attacking. I just really just take what the defense give me. Davion, uh, Coach Tang was interviewed and he talked about how the last two practices really encouraged him. And he said that he felt the same way going into the Big 12 tournament last year before your season was canceled. And he made the comment, he said, I wouldn't want to play us right now. Can, can you tell um, when you have a couple good practices in a row, that it's going to lead to great performances on the court. I mean, is that something you look back at, at some of the big games at Baylor, you know, has, when, when we win, you know, convincingly, has it always been precipitated by a really good practice beforehand? Yeah, for sure. I mean, especially on the defensive end. I mean, when you have a good practice defensively, we kind of focus more like on the defensive end in the game. And the offense is always going to be there because we got really talented guys that can do multiple things on the floor. But when we have a good practice defensively, it's kind of – it's definitely hard to beat us. I mean, because we're more focused when we're locked in on defensive end, talking to each other, helping each other out, covering for each other. So it's definitely uh, – I would want to play us either after a good defensive practice. Right, right. <laughs> well, I, you know, I know you probably uh, – the answer to your question, how far do you have Baylor going in your bracket is is all the way to the national championship. But I, but I did want to ask you, how far do you have Auburn going in your bracket? I'm, I'm, trying to, I'm, I'm trying to pull you off size. I'm just joking here. <laughs> <laughs> the Auburn. Yeah. Uh, they're not it. I forget. Yeah. Hey, D- right, Davion, um, one thing, and again, there's not, not to harp on negatives because there's plenty of positives that we'll get to, but, um, you know, your bench all year has been so strong and I think has been the kind of the thing that made that took Baylor from being a great team to an elite team. And, you know, the last couple of weeks they've struggled at least production wise. Are you seeing something in these last few practices that gives you confidence that guys like Flagler and John and, and Matt will, will, will be, be able to bounce back um, this weekend? For sure. I and mean, those guys are starters on any team in the country, man, those guys, um, when we have bad games, the starters, those guys picked us up. So when those ha- when those guys have bad games, we just try to pick them up. I mean, at the end of the day, we know that we got each other's backs and those guys are going to play real well. I mean, they got confidence in themselves. They're not down on themselves just because when we have bad games, we're not down on ourselves. I mean, we just let them pick us up. I mean, it's just like a team thing. So yeah, those guys are going to play real well, I think, in the tournament because they work really hard in the games and – they, we know that we got confidence in the coaches got confidence in them. So we know guys, did you, you didn't sense them being like down mentally, like oh, after no. a bad game, you didn't have to say anything to them or no, not, you don't really got to say anything to them. I mean, just cause like you said earlier, it's definitely hard to be, beat a team three times. I mean, Oklahoma state is a really good team. Kansas is a really good team. I mean, especially at, at Kansas, it's kind of hard to win there. So we wasn't really, like stress yeah. yeah. it seems like with Flagler too I mean when you have three guards like you have that are scoring and being as productive as you are it's it's almost kind of hard to go in and have a For fourth sure. guard get 20 you know I mean so yeah and but I, I'm sure he'll he'll pick it right back up like he has so many times this year I, I just expect you guys to 
to come out like on fire. I, I'm not even talking about just making shots. I just meant from an energy standpoint Friday. Don't you think? I mean, like after this this little break and now you're all, you know, re-energized. Yeah, I definitely agree with you, especially just playing like a different conference, just a different team. Like seeing those new faces is going to be like, man, like we ready to play. Like just not seeing those those guys in the Big 12, um, different. Mm -hmm. There's going to be different defenses, like different things that we didn't see every night. So we definitely going to be yeah. excited to play. You said something the other night, and, and, and maybe I took it wrong, but you, you made a comment after the K-State game. You're like, you were like, hey, a lot of these guys, myself included, have never – you know, really been in this situation where you had to win tournament games and in the postseason and the lights are bright. And even if you were in that situation, maybe you weren't as key of a player as you. Did you was there maybe some tension there that's now gone, you know, that you've kind of gotten through that conference um, tournament just just for the whole postseason thing, I guess. Yeah, for sure. Uh, we didn't expect to go undefeated the whole like we didn't. Our goal wasn't to go undefeated the whole season. Our goal mm -hmm. was just to to win the Big 12 and to win the Big 12 tournament. I mean, but that things change. I mean, those teams are really good, man. Like, yeah, I think um, our next goal is to to win this tournament. And I think that's our goal, just take one yeah. game at a time. So I think guys are really excited to play. I don't think nobody's nervous because, I mean, everyone hasn't been here. But, I mean, as a team, we're, we're confident in ourselves. Uh, we believe that we can make a really big run in this thing. You know, um, you know, and this is another thing uh, I heard Coach Tang say multiple times, but you can trust your work. And, and and we've seen that with you on the offensive end and, you know, just the ability to make big shots at key moments and, and you know, just the, all the hard work that you've put in over the summer. You know, is, is there – what's – I guess the mentality – you know, it's been a long season. It's been a, a tough season with the COVID. But now, does this give you just new life and, and new energy to know that, you know, the finish line is near and this is what you've, you've built? You know, all the work that you put in is for this moment. I mean, yeah. is that, you know, is, is there just an excitement level with everybody on the team for this challenge? Uh, definitely excited. I mean, we, we worked all year for this moment. Um, we, we talked about this moment all the time. I mean, we... It took the the moment last year it got taken away from us, so we're definitely excited to be here. Because um, some guys have been in the tournament, like Maceo, he has never been in the NCAA tournament, so I know he's really excited to play. I mean, especially those bright lights everyone's watching. I mean, he's worked all his life for this moment, all those nights in the gym where he's just by himself. Um, I feel like they're gonna shine these these moments like this. Yeah, you know, you think about that, and Adam Flagler is in the same boat. He's never played in the NCAA tournament. Jonathan's never played in the NCAA right. tournament. Obviously, LJ, because he's a freshman, and cool. all the freshmen. But, uh, I mean, I it, that is interesting. And and Flo, did Flo play, or was he red? He, yeah, he played. Nah, he played as a he played, he freshman. Played. Yeah. No, they played back, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the other question I had is, I just curious what the quarantine life is like. Um, are are they feeding you well? I, I know, and I know, like when typically when there's a tournament, the number one seed gets the better hotels. And <laughs> did you guys get to pick what floor you wanted? Was there any kind no. of considerations or no? No, I mean the foods here. I mean they they feed us. Um, they give us food. Um, lunch, dinner, breakfast. Um, it's pretty good. Um, I wouldn't say we get we didn't get to pick our floor though, and we don't got the better hotels. <laughs> right. But uh, it's definitely a nice hotel. I mean, we blessed to be put in this situation um, to make the tournament, and and just blessed to be here. Yeah, after JW, JW Marriott, is that where I'll stay in? 
Yes, sir. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, Jason. Uh, after years and years of traveling on, uh, with teams, do you ever get tired of hotel food? I mean, is it just like dry <laughs> rest all the time, or <laughs> do they give you a good variety? Uh, they kind of give us a good variety. I don't never say I get tired because I'm I'm a picky eater anyway, so I'm not really like like when I go to Chipotle, I get two things or well, three things. So it's like I'm not really looking for like anything, no sauce or anything. So I kind of like the food at hotel foods. Um, they're pretty good to me. <laughs> what do you what do you say you get two things at Chipotle? Like you mean in the burrito you get just only only in the bowl I get um chicken beans and um rice and that's it. That's it. <laughs> um. Oh, I thought I had. Oh, one back thing. One last thing about uh, basketball. Uh, Teague has just been on fire lately, and he's had a great season all around. But man, he seems to be playing like a man possessed. Like, is it just what's what's gotten into him? What are you seeing? <laughs> uh, he's just more locked in, man. Like, um, like I said earlier, the, that guy works really hard, extremely hard in this game. Um, it was only a matter of time it was going to pay off. And I'm just glad it's paying off right now. You can see he's making really good shots. Like, he's shooting the ball well. Uh, he's being aggressive. Um, he's being that leader in our team. Um, it was just only in a matter of time that things was going to work out for him because he works extremely hard on this game. I like a, a player, like, use the glass as well as he does. Different angles and high – you know what I'm saying? Like, and, and yeah, that – it's crazy because every time, like when we in practice or something, and I try to do something he does, I yell out Macy OT because he has extremely <laughs> touch. Like his touch is phenomenal, man. Like I, I wish I had that touch. He know how to use the glasses as good as anyone I know. So it's like, man, I wish I had those those floaters like he had, man. He puts it up really high. I mean, he's he's a really unique guy. <laughs> Davey, you know, one thing, one more basketball question, but uh, you know, I noticed. I think it's just, you know, the end of the, you know, seven games in 17 days, the last two games in the Big 12 tournament, maybe there was just a little bit of a drop in the body language and, you know, just the enthusiasm that, that you've seen all year. And you've set such a high standard for um, congratulating each other, picking each other up, up off the floor, you know, high fives, pointing at each other. Do you feel like maybe there was a little slippage after that Texas Tech game? And is that something that's also been emphasized in practice that we need to get back to that level? Oh, yeah, for sure. We emphasize that in film. I mean, code green and there's things that we do called code green. And we just even slapping each other and on the hand or saying good job or maybe somebody messed up or just trying to go help your brother up or still slapping his hand, even though he turned the ball over. I mean, I think, yeah, after that Texas Tech game, we uh, it kind of fell off a little bit. Um, but I feel like after those practices we had, um, picking each other up, like you said, um, just just being connected throughout the whole game, I think uh, those practices helped us with that too. Gotcha. Yeah. Hey, I texted Derek, uh, your uncle, and, and he wanted me to ask you this question. So of the three uncles that you have, which one is the best basketball player and mm. which one is the best basketball coach? Oh, it's kind of, um, I would say, I mean, Derek and Dominique are the only person that coach um, who really taught me how to play defense was my uncle Duran, because um, he's, he's a guy that plays defense now. And um, he's a smaller guy. And he's, uh, he taught me how to play defense, I think. Um, I think the better coach, I mean, the only person that coached me was Derek. So I can only say Derek. I mean, I've seen Dominique coach plenty of times, but I've never been like his player. So I can't really say he's the better coach. And I think the best basketball player would probably be the um, 
Dominique, I think. Dominique or Duran. I feel like if Duran could have played longer, Duran would have been one. But Dominique, I watched him play when I was younger in high school, and um, I think he was the best one. Is, is that is that a necessary thing to name every uh, person in your family starting with a D? Sounds like there's a theme here. <laughs> there's definitely a theme. <laughs> my, uh, my grandma and my mom, um, they always talk about it. They even get our names mixed up when they're trying to call me. They call me Dominique, Derek, and Duran. Right. And then they say Davion. It's like, it's kind of a hard thing. <laughs> is there something, is there a place in your hometown or a restaurant or something that you wish you could bring to Waco? Something that? Um, uh, a place called Kobe's and Zaxby's. I'm a Zaxby's guy. I'm not that, a yeah. yeah, Kane's guy. I'm a Zaxby's guy. So, yeah, yeah I definitely Zaxby's. Um, I used to go to Zaxby's all the time after school, after high school. And, I love that. What would you get the the boneless wings or regular? No, I get uh, wings and things. Um, I get uh, sweet and spicy. (laughs) Yeah, no, it's a good spot. Um, Also, with so many Big Twelve teams in the tournament, now that you're not playing them, do how do you watch them? Do you hope that they do well? And also, if you had to pick a Big Twelve team to go the furthest, who would you who would you think it would be besides you guys? Um, I definitely would watch them. I'm definitely rooting for the Big 12. I mean, that's the conference we play in where we feel like we're the best conference in the country. I think the the, the team that have the biggest chance is either um, Oklahoma State or Texas. I mean, Oklahoma State is a really team that you don't want to see. Those guys play hard and they run the floor, and Texas is so versatile. Yeah. They can switch one through five, and they got really good guards, Matt Comey, Courtney Ramey, Andrew Jones, and yeah. Jericho Sims. The way he's played that last game, if he keeps playing like that, they're going to be a team, a hard team to yeah. beat. So I think those those two teams are, I think, is going to be. There was a moment, and maybe I'm reading too much into this, but it was right after the buzzer when you guys lost Oklahoma State, and I saw Cade Cunningham and Maceo kind of talking, and I couldn't tell if if it was like a respect conversation that they were, if they were trash talking one another, and then a couple of you other guys walked up, and was that just kind of a? Uh, I think it was a respect thing. I mean, I thought, I think um, Cade thought Maceo said something to him or whatever, but. I, mean, I think Maceo said something like that good game or something like that. Respectful. Yeah. And he he was like, yeah, good game. Appreciate it or whatever. I mean, those are really cool guys, man. We wasn't really. Yeah. Yeah. Cause then I noticed y'all all shaking hands and yeah. And hugging after that. So, well, I think Ashley, you have anything else or. Well, yeah, I wanted to ask you just speaking of that though, uh, who, who talks the most trash in the big 12? Is there, is there anyone that comes to mind that um, maybe runs their mouth excessively? Um, I would say, um, Texas talks a lot of trash. Texas, um, we play Texas. Um, it was a, a heated game. I mean, they talk a lot of trash. I mean, especially because we're in Texas and they're in Texas, and that's like kind of like a rivalry. Right. But, um, definitely uh, players on Texas. Okay. Yeah. All right. Thank you, Davion. We appreciate the time. Yeah. Hey, yeah. man. Good luck to you this week, and I uh, hope to see you next week because I think it's going to be a fun uh, – fun little stretch here and you guys have worked hard and, and deserve any of the success you have coming your way. So thanks again for, for, for joining us during such a busy week, man. Good luck to you. Thank you. Thank you guys for having me. I have a good one. Thank you. All right. You too. For Ashley Hodge, I'm Jason King. We'll see you 365 podcast. <laughs>